nothing in particular so just to be clear we're going to be talking about wealth it's not about our personal wealth right because that will take around 10 seconds for this episode to get over <laughs> yeah man i mean what the hell right let uh, just yeah. just don't get me started about <laughs> personal wealth <laughs> so let's start by talking about somebody else's wealth now one of the the best stories i've heard all year i think it happened in april more than 43 million us dollars were found in an upscale apartment in lagos in nigeria uh, okay. sometime in april i guess okay and uh, people were joking about how all these years some kind hearted prince with a, a flap for penmanship has been mailing us you know uh, he's been trying to share his wealth <laughs> and we've been calling him a con man such racist we are <laughs> oh my and, goodness and you know i used to take a lot of pleasure in reading those mails and i've actually taken a screenshot of one of them it, it goes like please permit me to make your acquaintance in so informal a manner this is necessitated uh, this is necessitated by my urgent need to reach a dependable partner it's like a rap song you know this <laughs> This request may be strange and unsolicited, but I pray that you permit it. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Is he rapping to me? But yeah, it's written really well. In the previous uh, episode on hobbies, I think uh, uh-huh. you forgot to mention that uh, <laughs> one of your hobbies is actually collecting <laughs> potentially fraudulent email from Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried. I thought is he going to say rapping because it's totally not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that whole 43 million uh, find I think it it was planted by the president uh, what's his name Mohammadu Buhari or somebody. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> No, because once that was found he launched his whole campaign about how his war on corruption is totally winning. So <laughs> I'm a, I, I suspect something fishy. <laughs> yeah. But um uh Chrissy, given that wealth is uh, such a uh, relative term and uh, it obviously means uh, different things to different people yeah how do you define wealth okay for somebody now uh, i'm a millennial show you know because i was born in 1981 unlike you <laughs> which so, which i am also born in 1981 by the way in case really? you forgot oh yeah yeah <laughs> we are so not the poster boys for millennials man <laughs> but still you know i think our generation as far as i can see we seem to value the power of uh, having a positive influence over the accumulation of wealth and i was thinking this could mean one of two things so either we can't stop uh, checking out youtube long enough to focus on some financial goals uh-huh. or wealth has just taken a back seat as an all encompassing goal you know it seems to be some collective decision taken by our generation like money matters but here are a b c that matter even more than that and i'm kind of liking this trend uh, it's probably why i never foot the bill when i go out with friends mm-hmm. like you know if the waiter gives me the check i'm like sorry i'm too busy rocking my friends world with positivity right you know? <laughs> and like any time somebody like disapprovingly goes through my bank statements i can tell them that i'm too busy being a positive influence in people's lives and if they ask how do i measure it i'll i'll be like shut your face you capitalist swine <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, see uh, it's because of its uh, you know relativeness and for example uh, in india at least while we were growing up owning a car was like a really really big deal you remember that the first purchase was an event it had 
it's on inaugural ceremony <laughs> and there was like uh, a vote of thanks and yeah it was yeah yes and uh, you know that was a, that was that was a big deal right so yeah, yeah. now i mean uh, you take other first world countries and car is a car right i mean it's like a shoe right Right. and uh, people people didn't really you know give it such a damn mm-hmm. and at the same time now you know cars are very fairly common even though i mean it could be a kind of an event if you you bought your first car even now right. but it's not such a big deal as it used to be however mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, i the, the best definition of wealth that i read which made a lot of sense Mm-hmm. was uh, by uh, this person called uh, robert kiyosaki okay mm-hmm. and uh, robert kiyosaki writes um, this book called rich dad poor dad okay mm-hmm. which is uh, you know it's just kind of uh, <laughs> wealth <laughs> for dummies kind of a book uh-huh. it's pretty popular but uh, i don't think any uh, self respecting economist or <laughs> wealth management <laughs> professional would actually appreciate the book but it's actually right. i mean uh, you know if you're not uh, if you're if kind of financially challenged or you know challenged from a wealth management perspective it's it's not a bad read at all uh-huh. so there he you know he he comes up with this uh, definition of wealth which i really really like because he says wealth is not uh, you cannot measure wealth in terms of uh, the number or mm-hmm. you know whatever uh, you know hard cash currency or you know um, even fixed assets you have he says wealth is actually uh, measured in time in time yeah also. so uh, you know let's just say that uh, you know you live a lifestyle which costs mm-hmm. x amount of money right right and uh, you know uh, let's say you you are in a business or you know or let's say uh, you're working right if mm-hmm. you are in a business your business just drops dead today tonight it's done mm-hmm. or if you're in a job you quit your job tonight right how long will you last with the same lifestyle right that is the definition of wealth right now for me the the i could be 6 months rich <laughs> <laughs> you could be one year rich right i thought that was a very interesting definition of wealth because wealth also has this tie in with you know what kind of a, a lifestyle you have because i've seen people who are filthy rich but wouldn't spend any money at all and i've also seen people who you know just borrow to <laughs> just have a fancy dinner right so yeah i mean yeah. all kinds See, of people yeah and it goes back to the literal definition of of uh, wealth which is an abundance of valuable possessions or money or a plentiful supply of a particular desirable thing so i don't think i think it is definitely a luxury but uh, from what you are saying it's gone from being a luxury into something which is mandatory there's there's a lot of research which mm-hmm. shows that uh, you know uh, when you are in poverty mm-hmm. you know that's pretty much you know <laughs> you're figuring about how the hell or yeah. where my next meal is going to come from right mm-hmm. but uh, then again uh, there's a lot of research uh, especially in the US which says that uh, once you you kind of okay you know you you are in the middle class right right 
and uh, let's say that you know you are you are poor okay you are below the poverty line i mean your life was a struggle you know no question about it yeah absolutely uh, yeah and then let's say you were kind of doing okay you were struggling you know you had a couple of jobs you know you you learning you doing something you may be studying in uh, university or whatever right then and of course you're struggling then if you measure happiness then you are still not happy you kind of sad and then yeah, yeah. once you are in the middle class you comfortable you know you have a car your kids can go to a decent school because you know you're a decent school district you know and and all that then what happens essentially is that you know you kind of happy right right right, right. and then you you are a millionaire you are a little bit more happy and then you are a multimillionaire you you are a billionaire <laughs> beyond that nothing matters Right, right right so and and uh, you know th- these surveys are very very popular uh, so th- this is this is this is what uh, this is what it is you like you say right i mean you need to have enough right and yeah. if you don't have it it's a huge problem yeah. but uh, having lots of it or having enough uh, that doesn't make really much of a difference yeah it doesn't make much of a difference but i think the fact that a lot of people uh think that it makes a world of a difference i mean for example i read a report in which it said that india was featured on the 10 wealthiest countries and it takes a seventh spot okay but i wonder who the, the demograph you know was chosen to base this data on and i guess as as long as we sweep the the rural communities under the carpet i guess we look like a developing nation it's it's almost like assessing a person in your team like purely based on his or her uh, numbers driven metrics uh, instead of evaluating how they raise the overall value of the whole team right by helping other team members by being a positive influence filling gaps and helping everyone grow and ensuring some sort of neutrality in policy making right and yeah. no man that's that's mostly you know i, I think you're pointing more to uh, uh, wealth uh, or income disparity and then and in india i mean it's a lot it's 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 uh, one of the i think uh you know we we are in the top countries in which the the you know the income disparity is there yeah uh, actually last week uh, many publications had like declared that india was the second most unequal country in terms of distribution of yeah. wealth after russia yeah, i mean russia is no surprise really because yeah. putin riding shirtless on a horse is a money shot man <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right yeah. and uh, see but the problem there was they were basically regurgitating similar reports by other agencies who had claimed that uh, i think the new world health institution had analyzed income equality um, uh, inequality mm-hmm. and uh, they had assessed it based on how much of wealth is controlled by its richest right people right 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 and uh, as they caught wind of it and all the publications wrote these clever headlines about how 54% of india's wealth is controlled by its millennials the whole uh, not millennials uh, millennials my pronunciation is totally crap isn't it <laughs> i think that's one realization millionaires that i know millionaires <laughs> flim and millionaires and okay but the situation apparently is not as dire as reported uh, mm-hmm. india was actually placed 12th on the list uh, okay. right between okay. brazil and britain okay. and uh, but as a common observer and probably a misinformed uh, podcaster yeah. unequal distribution of wealth certainly in my eyes it remains a huge concern here because uh, right. no it is it people... is it is christy i mean i yeah. mean what you're saying is anecdotal 
but yeah. i think uh, you know uh, nobody denies the fact that uh, you know wealth distribution in india is pretty pretty horrible in yeah. fact i think it's the primary reason for discrimination a lot of people say caste gender and religion are the main factors but according to me money or rather the lack of it uh, that's the number one reason right from the way it's all linked we, right uh, stay yeah. i mean then because because wealth again is linked to opportunity and if yeah. you're not going to have opportunity because of uh, you know your caste or your religion then obviously you know it, it uh, you know it's uh, uh directly proportionate to you know you know you know the wealth that you can make right yeah and it's so, not just a singular problem because even other issues like crime rates and unemployment and cultural monarchies all these are attributed to this inequality it screws over everybody the rich poor and the middle class right right man absolutely because uh you know look at all the uh, you know the what you call you know the financial meltdown 2008 right i mean what the hell man i mean it was uh, just caused by pure and simple greed right old fashioned right. greed yeah and yeah. Uh, you know it, it happens all the time right i mean uh, but yeah i mean it, but but the, you know the weird thing is they mm-hmm. say like uh, you know the cataclysmic events like you know like great wars or you know the great depression they apparently can lead to a, a you know a, a much more Uh, uniform distribution in wealth apparently and level uh, playing ground so well it apparently can lead to a lot of rebalancing of wealth and uh, mm-hmm. this is actually uh, you know thomas piketty one of the uh-huh. you know he he wrote this book called uh, capital in the 21st century i mean a lot of my friends read it i i i i, I possibly couldn't read it because uh, <laughs> economics is not exactly my <laughs> you know uh my cup Forte. of tea uh, yeah, yeah so i really didn't want to go into it and uh, but but i heard the the book one uh, universal acclaim okay and uh, you know i didn't really bother reading it that you mainly do to you know the the subject it handled but you never know man because you know that's the way i felt about uh, biology but then again i read uh, the emperor of all maladies by siddhartha mukherjee uh-huh. and i loved the book and it it uh, it kindled a lot of my interest in in biology later on and in fact mm-hmm. uh i even uh, you know uh, he read um, uh, sadatam mukherjee wrote uh, another book recently called the gene and i i read that one too and it was phenomenal i'm, I'm a huge sadatam mukherjee fan i think he's really really smart uh-huh. um yeah, so i mean yeah so any anyway i mean coming back, back to the wealth part of it so apparently this can happen like you, like you say right i mean uh, people go crazy and then there's this lot of disparity and then there's this <laughs> some cataclysmic events and then and then th- that actually leads to a lot of uh, uh, redistribution and rebalancing of wealth uh, yeah. you know apparently very well documented by thomas piketty mm-hmm. right i'm sure that you and me can't find the answer as to how to fight it or how to overcome this but at least to have a discussion do you think it's as easy as uh, implementing some market fundamentalism that you know instead of appeasing the interest of the elite uh, you know we've got to focus on the common man is that going to ensure any sort of redistribution of wealth in a fair way no man because uh, you know history has shown us that if you take the the experiment of communism right mm-hmm. and uh, i mean i'm sure that a lot of people will argue with me here uh, but the whole point is that you know it's basically a theory which says that uh, it, it's a in a social organization in which hold on a lot of people like you mean the seven people who listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah something like that maybe right now because of the last episode a uh, lot of people calling us snobs maybe it's like five and a half people right now 
<laughs> look i think anybody who sits there and says i want to talk and make people listen to me i think is a snob at least you and me are embracing <laughs> the role of being snobs and not being superficial about it <laughs> there's a lot of research which says that uh, people who win lotteries uh-huh. right they go back to being poor again or worse uh-huh. <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> oh yeah worse and uh, if you just hand over money to people okay mm-hmm. they they just go back to where they were previously or or worse there's a lot of research which which actually says that so these are very difficult problems to solve Right? Right, right and uh, you know people are stupid man i mean they 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 buy lotteries i mean in 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 you know <laughs> in the hope that you know they might be able to but they don't work hard you know they just uh, for example chances of winning a lottery right are far far worse than in horse racing or in gambling okay and it's super heavily taxed as much as half by you know pretty much every country out there really okay. yeah 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 so economists right they call lottery a tax on stupid people <laughs> that's how bad lotteries are but you know n- nothing really stops people from buying lotteries because the winners are given so much media coverage that mm-hmm. people think you know hey that could be me right mm-hmm. so you know that's that's the thing so you know they they uh, isn't lottery banned in our country Uh, in our country ah uh, maybe it is i have i have absolutely no idea if it is so coming back to the you know giving away wealth so in terms of distributing money to people you know experiments have shown that it does not work and we have you know huge examples in in many different countries uh, formerly uh, communist you know where the means of production was owned by the people right mm-hmm. that you know pretty much they reverted back to you know some kind of a weird hybrid system right i mean they they never they never ever you know i think it's it's a, it's people just ran a huge experiment crazy uh, because it the whole thing looked very interesting right it, mm-hmm. it looked very just <laughs> right okay yeah and then uh, let me tell you one more interesting story man okay there was this guy uh, his name is uh, stanislav yudin from uh, russia okay uh-huh. uh, when i was running a company uh, back then uh, we hired him to uh, you know uh, essentially do some uh, development work, work because in general uh, uh, the, uh, the russian uh, education system uh, ukraine and russia they 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 place a lot of importance on mathematics okay and so which is essentially what is required for computer programming mm-hmm. and so these guys are extremely extremely good at uh, computer programming okay and right, uh, right. and then i just on a whim i contacted a bunch of uh, uh, guys uh, on whom i was working on some open source projects uh, and then i just asked them hey you know i'm looking for people you know i'm not able to find uh, people here i'd love to have some references of people from russia who love to move to india and work here okay and this guy said 
couple of days later i i i get an email saying hey you know here's this guy he's really good and he's actually ready to move oh i was like okay now this is getting interesting <laughs> and then uh, you know uh, i i spoke did to he, him did he mistake chennai for china <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I spoke to him. Uh, over the He's f- like, yeah, like yeah. finally a place where communism works. I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, uh, you know, okay, you know, I spoke to him over the phone, and uh, you know, he seemed like a really smart guy. And uh-huh. he actually lived in Chennai for two years before packing his bags to Australia. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, so he yeah. worked here. <laughs> and i've had several several conversations because we come from these two super contrasted cultures right, right, right especially right, right. because you know we are the world's largest democracy and he came from this huge communist experiment okay <laughs> he told me i mean a lot of things that he told me just blew me away christine but uh-huh. here's this one thing that he told me that just totally totally blew me away mm-hmm. he said that uh when he was growing up in russia mm-hmm. they were struggling to understand the concept of ownership okay okay you cannot teach a child that this pencil belongs to you the red one and the blue one belongs to the other child okay <laughs> It sounds like an experiment in terror but uh, yeah man sounds very confusing though i mean like right. to to completely give up ownership what is that supposed to teach No it's it's not about giving ownership right because in uh, in in communism everything is shared mm-hmm. nothing is you know few things are privately owned but clearly that's a model that 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 continues to fail all over the world right so right 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 no that's that's exactly what i'm saying right i mean because they come from that kind of a background i mean they they struggle understanding ownership i'm sure now yeah, things are things are pretty different but i thought I I I I never thought that this could be a problem you know <laughs> understanding right. that this is my pencil and that's yours right i mean what the hell and man? here in india we are we are trained at a very early age to pay a lot of attention to ownership right right man i mean and then yeah yeah absolutely right and uh, you know which which extends into not stealing right so you know right. man that's 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 something man i mean so Yeah so so that's that's the whole goddamn uh, communist thing <laughs> But yeah what, what do you think man in the future because I think we've talked about this um, in person in the future we going to have a lot of leisure time right because you know there's automation coming in and people won't require i think the first jobs to be hit will be content writers like yourself right uh, and uh, don't say that <laughs> and machines will write content which will be viral which will be within a certain number of paragraphs and will be shared like crazy possibly by other computers so <laughs> and they have and they have guaranteed jobs at huffington post they can work with the other monkeys over there so <laughs> so right. you told See, me um, once hmm. that uh, you know free time you know and human beings don't mix really well without disastrous results exactly and i um, so uh, nietzsche had said once that you know uh, the primary driving force of human nature is the desire to be superior to reach the highest possible 
position in life and uh, like i we had discussed this i think before in other episodes that how important uh, self actualization is so i think all our time is going to be spent on either in this conflict uh, the desire to be superior by achieving self actualization <laughs> right mm-hmm. so as long as you you can post a photograph of yourself doing yoga in some mountain you you achieve this sort of uh, appeasement mm. that uh, you've done what you're supposed to do and but I, but like i said i'm glad that wealth like the accumulation of wealth is being considered lesser as a barometer for success right because that just means that i can be lazy about my financial planning without feeling guilty about it <laughs> hey you no know, man i think uh, you know one thing that we've achieved uh, as human beings is mm-hmm. that uh, you know we do not equate uh, at least i mean exclusively equate wealth and achievement now for example when you think about the the greatest genius uh, who ever lived and people commonly say it's einstein it's uh-huh. it's not exactly a wealthy man we're talking about avi Okay. no right i mean so uh, that achievement uh, but uh, but i'm kind of worried about that uh, christy so very quickly i'm going to give you three names right david thulis okay. uh, duncan uh-huh. haldane and uh, michael kostelitz okay no idea no idea right no, no 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 right. even i did not know right so these are the three gentlemen who won uh, the the <laughs> Nobel Prize in Physics for 2016 last year. Okay, okay, but you know, okay. hey, you know who Mark Mark Zuckerberg is? Yes, right, and uh, you you know uh, you know you know you know who Jeff Bezos is. Right. Why? Why? Because the whole I I think uh, you know entrepreneurs are are uh, you know uh, you know real heroes, right? And right. all the gentlemen that I spoke to you about now, I'm hundred percent sure they are way above fifty years of age. right I, i don't want to look this up but i'm just fairly sure and uh-huh. they must have worked their butts off in they must, and lonely they probably yeah worked harder than exactly, the popular icons exactly exactly my point right See, but here's why like i think we prefer to notice them over the other Uh, guys because they bring some sort of a pop culture sensibility and personality because otherwise why would you cheer somebody who's making money i mean you can cheer a tennis a player for you know a really nice rally or a, a really good smash but you can't cheer a guy has he's making money of the stock exchange you can't go and no, clap man, and I say mean, that, that, see that's not the case right i mean uh, see hmm? for example you take uh, mark zuckerberg and he he's pledged all of his money to charity already right so that's that's not the point the reason why we know mark zuckerberg is not because he is rich but because he made something like facebook which mil- bill yeah. <laughs> like i don't know like yeah. more than a billion people use every day right yeah. so yeah. Yeah. the wealth wealth is uh, i'm saying i'm concentrating more on the entrepreneurship side of things right versus authors artists and scientists right right i'm i'm thinking the you know, the entrepreneurs are getting so much uh, attention right now right mm. which i i honestly i don't know which it's is a good or a bad thing that's the the reason why i told you these three names and i myself didn't know these names i mean i had to look look these up right so uh, that's that's the thing uh, uh, christy it's it's very interesting that uh, you know the kind of coverage but i think uh, bill gates started it man okay or okay because uh i think for the first time you could point a finger at a man mm. and say he is the richest man in the world without a doubt 
right because right, right. you know in 1947 i mean if you pointed pointed uh, the finger at uh, the english queen and said you know she is the richest person in the world some obscure <laughs> maharaja in india would have said return my kohinoor back to me <laughs> and let's see them and i'll be immediately the richest no but was he in fact richer than uh, even royalty figures or just people in totally, man. the business world totally okay. no 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 he was the richest man in the world period that is the most interesting thing i think see the the whole thing is christy software brought it up now for example let me give you a very quick example here of a car okay mm-hmm. now if you needed need to manufacture a car which you obviously need to do before you can sell sell one okay mm-hmm. you need all the the base ingredients that uh, makes that make up a car now for you need an engine you need a chassis you know you need <laughs> the drivetrain you need a bunch of things right? right so the cost there is a huge Uh, cost of serving the next customer mm-hmm. one more customer same cost right okay number one number two if you started a car company today mm-hmm. okay you need to first uh, set up a distribution network i'm just assuming that people want to sell your car because you know though your cars are cool you know you need to transport your manufacture your cars number one you need to transport mm-hmm. your cars to wherever your customers could be in, in all the big cities in india right mm-hmm. and then your business really starts to blossom okay which means that there is a cost number 1 to serve your next customer in terms of making a new car and there's a cost number 2 in distributing that car right in software both these costs are not there the cost of serving the next customer is one download <laughs> <laughs> right it's a and, more agile model exactly and and the cost of distribution is close to zero or zero over the internet right, right? Mm-hmm. now when you remove these two costs the kind of money that you can make is greatly multiplied and and this is a unique property of software and which which none of the uh, industries which make physical goods can actually match can actually match and right. this you know uh, this this created such wealth that was totally unknown before and created people like uh, paul allen and bill gates and <laughs> all these people right so when we are discussing wealth at that level uh, yeah uh, for them accumulation of wealth isn't even something that they think about on a daily ba- uh, basis right mm-hmm. but for people like you and me uh, is i mean can we say that uh, saving money has become more difficult these days or just less tolerable no man i think saving money is actually directly tied to the quality of your country's economy now earlier in india we had a very closed very you know restricted economy which was you know completely uh, not opened up to the outside world and then you uh you know you you had a bunch of rainy days and you absolutely needed to save your money uh loans were far and few in between and uh, you know you know there there wasn't a i mean there is not a credit system in india today forget about you know 10 20 30 years ago right yeah yeah so now the, we are in an economy where you know the concentration is actually on i believe you know the economy is good right now i'm saying it's a good thing right there's no need to save you know you lose your job okay now 30 40 years ago if you lost a job <laughs> and you you were on the streets right and right. people usually retired 
you know with the same job that they you know you know essentially started with started right with, yeah. so now you know it's a it's a completely different story and and you know people from first world countries will find this very difficult to understand because yeah, they yeah. they never known those kind of times but you and i we know those times right 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 but i still see you know uh, there's a huge disparity man i mean the economy is good and apparent and uh, the rate of uh, millionaires in india has doubled or tripled in the <laughs> yeah. in the 2000 but then you can't deny something like there've been almost 15 to 20000 farmer suicides since 2013 uh, and uh, the funny thing is funny thing i don't know how this is funny but this year was the first time the national crimes record bureau has cited the reason for uh, the suicide as being a growing debt every wow. other year they had said wow. that it was harassment from local money lenders or crop failure or some farm related issue that were the reasons uh, f- uh, for the suicide but mm. this year they said no it was due to the fact that they had to file for bankruptcy wow. due to loans from registered banks or microfinance institutions you know and there's been a huge spike in the number of farmers who have ended their lives uh, because of this difficulty in debt payment and uh, yeah i feel a little odd saying that the economy is doing good and we are doing fine but i think we are talking about specific uh, communities which are part of this trend and i think the ones who have gotten left behind have been left behind in the same depth width and length that they have for decades yeah no man i mean uh, that that disparity is definitely there uh, christian these these problems aren't you know problems that you can solve and and, and in economics right i mean for example in, in software we'll be telling you know hey you know this project is two weeks long or you know five weeks long or like two months long in economics it's like hey guys let's make a 10 year plan you know <laughs> like dude, how can you even think a 10 year plan think about what the hell you guys can do in 10 years but those are the kind of problems in in in, in economics right so because you the the uh, the underlying problems and the underlying forces are so fundamental and they are so you know uh, closely connected to human behavior and the way because trading and you know you, you can see human behavior everywhere right i mean greed yeah. so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah these 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 problems are you know the huge problems man i mean they just uh, you know aren't uh, easy problems to solve at all yeah. Yeah. The ironic thing is that there are many people and I am one of them who talk endlessly about oh we want to take up farming and settle down and i bet all the indian farmers are looking at us like farming really you want to take it up sure come here be my goddamn guest <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i hope the couple of friends who got into farming uh, they don't listen to this podcast <laughs> because you just made fun of them <laughs> yeah. see and unfortunately i don't see an end to this because what are the measures that can be taken let's take something like progressive taxation yeah. and it didn't work in the us i mean obamacare was a massive failure right Yeah. and then or you take something like the government how it spends on social welfare in india and at least in south india show i can tell you for a fact that there's not a child who does not have access to free education and free lunch right but you see that it's not really impact it's not uplifting communities it's not changing things at all right man so I, I, i don't know i mean how it's it's implemented because you know i i i don't think that in our state we actually have a 100% literacy rate, rate do we unlike uh, mm. unlike in kerala right well yeah but i'm not sure if uh, it's really benefiting kerala that much one thing i'll tell you mm-hmm. it's benefiting them i like whenever i have traveled 
to Kerala, I see that they have this notion of satisfaction. There is this particular point. It's either to possibly build another floor to their existing house or to invest in another rubber plantation, whatever be the case. They don't aspire for more. They settle in that state and they ride it out for the rest of their lives looking pretty content. <laughs> right. Which is, which, is, which is the whole point of life, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this reminds me of this... Uh, have you heard of uh, the stonecutter's story? Some no. Chinese philosophy because uh-huh. clearly okay. they are okay. really, really smart. Okay. So there was this... A, uh, a stone cutter who was dissatisfied with his life uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, where he was, uh, right? Uh-huh. And one day he passed this uh, rich man's house and he saw all his fine possessions and his well-dressed uh, guests and he thought, how powerful must that guy be? I really want to be like him. Okay. And as is the case with Chinese stories, he somehow becomes a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's enjoying these luxuries and... Uh, and one day this uh, government official or some high authority person walks by and he's carried in a chair and there are people uh, beating gongs in procession and things like that. Okay. And then he thought, well, I'm wealthy, but how powerful is that official? I wish I could be that right. official. And right. then he, he becomes that official. And uh-huh. then one day he felt really hot because it, it, it was a sticky summer day. And he looked at the sun and thought... No matter what I do or where I am, the sun seems pretty content with the way it is. I wish I could be that sun. Huh. And then he's the sun and then he envies the a storm cloud, then he envies <laughs> the wind and he envies the, the mountain. And finally, he says, how powerful that rock is. I wish I could be that rock. And finally, he wants to be somebody who controls that rock and it's the goddamn stone cutter. <laughs> Man, right now, the only thing I wish I could be is the dog behind you, barking away to glory at the moon. And we are so powerless right now. I know. I thought you were going to say you could be that guy who invented the time machine so that you can take all our listeners back so that they could not have to listen to my sad ass stone cutter story. That's a good story, right? I'm sure it tried to say that... uh, you should be satisfied with what you have. But the way I interpret it is no matter how much wealth you accumulated, you'll still be a greedy SOB. Hey, no, man. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people handle uh, wealth really well. And then, uh, you know, people are... I see them, a lot of a lot of people uh, being content with uh, whatever they have. And uh, I think that the, the middle classness is working out pretty well for us. So I think it's okay. But, but the whole point is that... Uh, I think what lies in between, right? So, you know, between, I mean, if you want to find peace, is wealth your main problem? Because, you know, you, you want to become an ascetic and roam in the forests or, you know, you know, you, uh, you know, on the other other end, you have, you know, a very you know, materialism on the other end. So, I, I never believed in, uh, you know, running away to the forest, right? Because, yeah. God damn it, man, I mean, all your, you know, your, your responsibilities are here. Mm-hmm. Right, and then uh, the you know the real courage is handling you know your inner problems while handling and helping other people. I think that's 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 a lot lot more courageous to do than to you know fix your uh, inner st- uh, whatever problems <laughs> you're dealing with by running away to I, the forest. Yeah, and I shall applaud and celebrate your bravery as you pay once again for the check when we go for dinner next time. <laughs>
<laughs> you welcome buddy yeah. i'll write hymns for you yeah so yeah let me let me sign my next check from the forest you know where uh, where i put and uh, where i plan to build a cabin <laughs> show me some of that arab money bro <laughs> oil is thicker than water remember <laughs> Nothing in particular is brought to you by your hosts Shweb Hussain and Christy Bharat. You can catch up on Christy's writing on worstherder.wordpress.com. He is at the rate worstherder on Twitter. On Instagram he is christy.bharat which is c h r a s t y . b h a r a t h. Shweb is at the rate s h u v e b on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Please follow Nothing in Particular on Twitter on at the rate listen to NIP. and don't forget to rate us on iTunes it helps the show nothing in particular features original music by hariram narayan with vocals by sharanya subramaniam